Do 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 do. Hey Chadley, welcome to the Movie Epidemic Podcast. I'm welcome to back to back pods that people don't know, but we're doing them back to back. Remember, remember the last episode we released? Yeah, we're doing that this five minutes after ending that one. Yeah. So we're we're gonna we're getting our full pod in today. The old full pod, hey, never go full <laughs> pod. That's what they say. Yeah. This is gonna be this is gonna be danky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, we got some uh, dank films. What do we got on what do we got on the schedule here today, Chadley? Today we have the uh, new Lifetime film, and I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever, starring Aubrey Plaza. Whew. Then we're gonna move on to our top top five Kevin Smith films, uh, and then on to uh, our James Bond film of the week, Octopussy. And then we're going to be finishing off with the new horror, thriller, kind of comedy film, Tusk, from Kevin Smith. We'll get into we'll get into all of that, but I have so many words for all these movies. <laughs> so let's uh, let's start off with this uh, this grumpy cat nonsense. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Like when I heard the concept, I'm like, oh, that's going to be terrible. But the film itself was eons worse than I could have possibly imagined. Well, it's it's the typical thing where um, you've got you've got the Lifetime studio execs. They're all <laughs> in their late fifties, and they're like, "What is this grumpy cat thing? We see what, it what, all what, over the it, place. What is a may may? <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 see these memes all over town. <laughs> uh, we see this cat all over the place. What is it? And how can we make a movie out of it?" And then they're like, uh, it's an internet joke, and uh, we can't make a movie out of it. And they're like, oh, oh we can make a movie out of it. It's like a dare when they're like, oh, I don't think you can make a movie out of that. Oh, don't you? Oh, oh really? <laughs> you don't think we just, can throw money at something? <laughs> just fucking watch. Okay, so first of all, first of all, let's 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 tackle one of the big issues, there's so many, but they blew their nut on Aubrey Plaza. Like, that must have been almost all their money, to get Aubrey Plaza I would think so. In, in this movie. I hope, yeah, she that must have been I hope she didn't do it cheap. Yeah, I hope she didn't do pro bono. <laughs> she she, she should have taken at least, I think my guess was about 150k. I, I don't know, but I would say they probably paid her like 150k to do this. Uh, no, still I, not I a, hope so, I hope so. I hope still so. not a lot, but... Somebody enjoyed their time. <laughs> let's 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 talk let's talk about Aubrey Plaza for a second. Now, of course, Aubrey Plaza is from the To Do List, which is a great movie, and of course, um, Parks and Recreation, which she's hilarious on. She here's, she normally goes about twenty percent. Yeah, here's she, the deal. She put a whole three point five on this bitch. Here's here's the dealio too, right? Is that like. Her, she, in, in Parks and Rec, she's a very cynical, sarcastic character, much like Grumpy Cat, right? Very mm. similar to Grumpy Cat. So you're like, that's a good hire. But the thing is, is that her, ha, like, half of her performance from Parks and Rec, half of what she does is facial expressions and just the yeah. way that the way that she is when she says these lines. Just, in this, being super deadpan is not enough, really. Like, yeah, in this, in this, it didn't translate well. It, it didn't sound like she was being sarcastic. It sounds like she was fucking bored. <laughs> not the not the character, the actress. Which she might have been. Oh, I I would assume, yeah. You know that she goes in the studio and is like, you guys gotta be 
fucking kidding me. All right. I feel like she only did this because she wanted to hold the cat. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's also possible that she was half wasted when she went in to do this. Oh, she she <laughs> she was she was definitely smoke smoking a little smoke smoke. Yeah, for sure. She's she must have been long gone when she like she must have signed this signed the contract for this in a drunken haze and totally forgot about it until they called her. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> They tricked. They tricked her into the. She. They tricked her. Like there's no other way they could have got Aubrey Plaza. They tricked her into doing this somehow. I don't know how, but it was a trick. So basically, we have shitty movie, uh, starring Aubrey Plaza as the grumpy cat. The grumpy cat lives in fucking, what is it called? Uh, what uh, lives in the in the pet store. Whatever. Who cares, right? Lives in the pet store, and this pet store is going out of business. They're running out of money. Now, my first my first complaint about this movie is they go about these schemes to get the pet store, you know, they, they, they try and fucking sell off that million-dollar dog. Number one, where the fuck did he get a million-dollar dog? Yeah, where did the fucking dog come from? <laughs> that, that, that conflict <laughs> resolution just fucking came out of nowhere. Yo, I'll accept that you're going to sell a million-dollar dog to save your pet store. This is a family movie. I get it. That's fine. Where did you get that fucking dog? <laughs> or is, and you just leave it. Wait, wait. It's a million-dollar dog, and you just leave it in the mall like with yeah. shitty security <laughs> by itself? Shouldn't yeah, you be absolutely. like feeding it like... Gold schlager. <laughs> Gold schlager. Get the dog good fucking good and fucking wasted. And if of course I, here's the thing though, if I was selling a million dollar dog, I wouldn't leave it somewhere. <laughs> another another thing I really like about this movie is that at the beginning, you know, they're showing the cast of characters, like or they're showing the uh the main actors of the film. Third build was Russell Peters, maybe three lines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like very little to do with this movie. But uh, that's 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 for later. We'll, we'll get into that. So we got these fucking animals, and they're talking. They they can talk to each other, but they can't talk to people, right? Mm-hmm. Which in a, in another way just doesn't make sense. Why can the cat talk to the snake? They're not even like the same like sort of species, like not even close. But I get it. The animals can talk to each other. It's a family movie. I'll accept yeah. that. Yeah. And then the fucking. Yeah, they bring in the million-dollar dog. Where'd that come from? Number two, if your pet store is failing that bad, it doesn't matter if you're able to get, you know, scratch up some rent for next month. It's going down soon. Yeah, like, like clearly people don't want to buy pets. <laughs> yeah, people, they don't, they don't, they don't want to go into your store. It's going down, brother. There's, like, it's inevitable. So hey, you, you know how many, you know how many pet shops fail? I bet a lot. <laughs> Fucking lot. Especially if you're in the mall. Who goes to the pet shop in the mall? Because the mall is for like impulse items. Yeah. You if, you're, if you're going to get a pet, you're going to like PetSmart, one of those big like Walmarts of pets. You know, at least yeah, in my or, opinion. Or or you're doing the humane thing and going to a fucking rescue shelter. Yeah, I, I feel like pet stores are more for like fish and birds though. And like I don't I don't I don't feel like a lot of pet stores are selling like dogs and shit. I guess yeah, they probably can... have some, but they're like puppy mills, so nobody even yeah. looks. The SPCA for sure doesn't sell enough scorpions, that's for sure. Yeah, man, if you want a scorpion, you gotta go pet <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. All right, all right, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. Uh, I know, uh, and this is a lot, like, usually what my parents do when they want a dog. They find somebody who fucking, whose dog just had puppies, right? Yeah, that's, that's a good strategy. Same yeah, goes just, for kittens. Yeah, a lot of people do. Because, you know what, you know what, you know what I found out about kittens? Mm. If your cat has kittens, you're for sure desperate to get rid of them. Like, you'll Holy give them out for free. Fuck, yeah. You'll fucking give them out in gift bags. Like, you want to get rid of those fucking kittens. Basically, yeah, pet shops, not a good investment overall. So, in the movie... You ever have six kittens running through your house, Chadley? <laughs> you don't want no. that. I've had one, and it's like, this is the worst experience of my life. Why is it running on everything? Don't have yeah, six run. kittens. <laughs> but um, then, of course, you know, they have this million-dollar dog, and then the best characters of the whole movie come in. Oh, man. <laughs> We got these these rock star these fucking rock star guys who want to rob this place to get some money so that they can become rock stars by a tour bus. Kate, you know what's a better way to become a rock star? Uh, be not shitty at music. Like, <laughs> don't buy yourself a tour bus before anybody knows who you are. That's the dumbest decision you can make. I I didn't understand anything about this movie, but that was a, that was a big weird one. Um, and another thing too is that these two guys who play the rock stars, they're just there's something about the the camera that just seems to lure them in. That they just kept they just peek at the camera every now and again, and not every now and again, like twice or three or four times a scene. There's more people looking at the camera in this movie than anything else. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it is it is unruly. Uh, Russell Peters seemed to be the only one who didn't look at the camera, and that was that was about as much professional. The most professionalism this movie got was from Russell oh, Peters. I'll, Russell, I'll leave you at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russell Peters was far, far and away the best performance and most <laughs> professional in this entire movie. Yeah. But like, here's my question: Why? <laughs> Do you want to know why, Colby? Do you want to know how much money Russell Peters has? Like none. Really? Like, like he's for sure. No, he's got to. Like, he's got to have no money. Like, why, his. Why do you think that? Because his racist comedy died down in like 2008. Nobody cares anymore, and now all he does is bit but parts was, in shitty movies. He was as huge as fucking Dane Cook for a long time. So. Yeah. And now he and now he's not. And he's fucking. He he blew his load on how much money he thought he was gonna have in coming years, and now he's got to do lifetime cameos to make up for it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that would be my estimate. Like, there's nothing else that could that could possibly explain why he'd be in this movie, other than he really needed some rock. Like, I guess I don't. I just I I've never felt that Russell Peters is like down on his luck. Like, <laughs> it's never been my impression of Russell Peters. We're we're about to have Russell Peters is gonna have a few really bad years. Huh? That's that's my that's what I'm saying right now. Well, yeah, in the future, <laughs> I just assume that he's still floating on some fuck you cash. And he still does shows, and like people still do go see him. Like, yeah, but he's really racist, and more people are like realizing that and being like, "Wait a minute, that's not that's not funny. That's really fucking racist." Yeah, he's brown. You know, he can do. He's fucking brown. <laughs> yeah, but he makes fun of every race. <laughs> like, imagine a white guy saying the stuff he does. Oh, yeah, you can't be, do it. They'd be burned on the cross. <laughs> like, it'd be vicious. Anyway. Back to this fucking movie. So we got these shitty rock stars, right? And they wanna they wanna get some fuck you money. Yeah, to so go they try out. and steal the dog. So they, so they try and mm. steal this dog, and they tie up. Okay, 
okay, okay, here we go. Here we go again. All right, I'm going on another tangent here. There is a part of this movie that makes literally 0% fucking sense. Literally no sense. The most confusing thing. I bet you know what I'm talking about, too. Yeah. They fucking go in, and they go, they find the security guard, and they fucking tie him up, and the security guard's like, no, don't, fucking, and they're like, where are the keys? I'll never tell, and then they pull out a gun, and he's like, oh my god, so scared for his life, they're over there. Turns out the fucking security guard was in on it the whole time. Why did they do the little charade? Nobody was there. Nobody saw that. There's no cameras. <laughs> There's no cameras in that room. It was the room for the cameras. <laughs> Yeah. And and if there was cameras in that room, he'd be fucked because later on in the film he reveals in an area that has cameras. He reveals that he was behind the whole thing. We haven't even talked about the little girl yet. Okay, yeah. So this movie stars this little fucking annoying bitch and I don't like there's cuter little girls out there. I don't know what they were thinking like. But one <laughs> thing better I choices. <laughs> that's for sure better choices. Uh, and basically she's sad because her mommy and daddy got a divorce and some guy comes into the restaurant her mom works at as a waitress and is like, hey, you want a pick? <laughs> you want a pick? And he didn't say it like that. And guess what? He picks. <laughs> <laughs> so then he's, the mom's like, I'll only go to this, I'll only go to your party because the guy invited her to a party. He's like, I'll only go if my daughter comes with me. And the daughter's like, okay, I'll go because her daughter wants the mom to get some, some nice peed. <laughs> yeah, I know you want We're giving this. We're giving this the best, absolute, the best fucking uh, description we could possibly give it. The little bitch wants to get her mom some cock, so she's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll go to this party," and then pieces out immediately. And it's like, if she was gonna peace out immediately, what was the point of having her go to the party at all? Like that, that didn't make sense, and nobody noticed that she was gone. Good parenting. Like she was gone for like few hours. Good parenting. But uh, she pieces out because she made a wish to Russell Peters, a.k.a. Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. yeah, she Russell could Peters have... plays Brown Santa in this, too, which I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Russell Peters plays Brown Santa. She makes a wish that she gets a friend, and, oh, no, suddenly she can understand the grumpy cat. That's her friend. First of all, don't name a cat grumpy. That's sick. Like, that's <laughs> fucked up. I'm so, like... How is, like, PETA never, like, shut some of this shit down? Like, <laughs> Grumpy Cat, like... I've seen, like, the tweets, and, like, they take it everywhere. They, like... They took it to, like... They took it to, like, one of those wrestling shows. And that's, like... <laughs> that's, like... How many people fit in a stadium? Like, 10,000? 5,000? Yeah, yeah, that's, about that. that's like 10,000 rednecks yelling at this cat <laughs> while they're just like fucking walking it out. Like, it's got its Look own... At it. Look at its face! Yeah, and then they, they, they took it to like... um, They've taken it so many places where they just like take it and they let people hold it and it's like, no wonder it's fucking terrified. Like, you're taking it all these places that it doesn't want to be. <laughs> it's a cat. It wants to... One thing, one thing I will say about this movie... And, like, I hate to say something positive about such a piece of trash, but um, the cat in this movie was made by... Uh, it wasn't It's not a real cat. It was made by... Um, uh, what's his fucking... Jim Henson's puppet shop? Yeah. Pretty fucking good. Looks like a cat. <laughs> Looks like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I'd say pretty good. There was a couple of times where you were like, oh, that's for sure a puppet. But for most of the movie, looks like a cat. 
it's it's pretty decent. So another like oh my god, there's so much to say. So the entire movie was narrated by the cat. Yeah. And the cat continuously broke the fourth wall. Yeah. Continuously reminded us that we were watching a shitty movie. Yeah. Like why why did so often like it'd be like why are you still watching this garbage? This is one of the worst <laughs> movies we've ever made. And it's like <laughs> wait what? Like they're so aware of how bad and they're letting us know they're like protecting us Here, you want to hear um you want to hear the uh what Aubrey Plaza had to say when she signed on to this sure okay so she didn't know what the project was about it was completely filmed before they signed her Jesus so this is what she had to this is what she had to say um and it was it was redrafted about 90 percent before she before she got on so she said um, once I realized the cat's mouth wasn't going to move, I kind of just went for it and thought, well, if it's going to to uh, cut to the cat and I can say my line and I can comment on other things too, it's kind of like mystery. It kind of like has a mystery science theater vibe to it. <laughs> she she knows it's bad. <laughs> I th- you know I think there's not a person in the world who doesn't know that this is. Apparently, dark. she improved a lot of it too, which is pretty <laughs> obvious. <laughs> I, I get it. I still don't care, but I get it. Yeah. I still... I don't know. The cat didn't say... Like, I don't know. The fact that she improved it actually makes me a little bit sad because there wasn't very many good zingers or jokes or anything. No. Um, thus, yeah. Like, I almost felt like now I almost wonder if it would have been better if she hadn't. <laughs> Just stuck with the Lifetime script. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, the narration was terrible. And like they would cut to these little skits. One of my least favorite being um, she was like, if you could wish for anything in the world, why don't you wish for a limited, uh, unlimited supply of tuna? And then it shows the cat at like this table and the butler's like, more tuna, grumpy cat? It's like, yeah, it had family guy cutaways, which was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I didn't understand this movie. Now... As we get farther into the movie, we have, you know, like some Home Alone-esque uh, robber versus kid battle scenes specifically. That's all right. That's all right. Well, well, yeah, some with paintballs, it's okay. We got the cat on it. One thing that I found strange is the cat was on the cat paintball gun, and then the narration was like, you can't tell me this didn't happen. Like, are you telling us that this whole movie is a fabrication? Like, Yeah, she was like, yeah. I think it's commentated by the cat, but it also stars the cat, so yeah, it's a little so, weird. Yeah, a little weird and a little shitty, but <laughs> um, then you know we got some we got some Home Alone esque stuff, and then it turns out that literally everybody else in the movie except for her mom turns out to be a bad guy. Like everybody turns out to be a bad guy. The guy, you know, the guy, the stock o- broker guy, whatever who owns the mall, whatever he turns out to be a bad guy. Uh, the fucking mall security guard turns out to be a bad guy, and it's fucking all these horrible people. Versus this little girl. Also, that mall owner, he was the only one. Like, there was no retribution for him. He didn't. He got away scot free. Did he? But yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then. Um, fucker. Yeah, he got away scot free. The other characters did not. Now we have after this, they're running away with the dog. They're getting away. They're getting away. And then this little girl, who for sure couldn't reach the pedals of a car. Yeah, that was that was weird. Let's say let's take a car. And yeah, so. Yeah, steals a car. All right. She still, and she fucking drives it like a champ too, like like a pro. That for sure so wouldn't happen. Good. 
You could you could totally see the stunt person when like they were close, which I liked. <laughs> yeah, but here's one thing that I seriously wanted to talk about like so much because the rest of this movie was questionable, but then there was just something, and I know you you know you know what's up. Something kind of fucked up happened near the end of the movie. The whole movie's oh, yeah. pretty pretty family oriented, and then at the end of the movie, for sure a rape joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was weird. <laughs> There was a rape joke. It's fucking okay. So here, I, I'm I did a spit this take during it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna lay this out. I told everyone I knew. I was like, this has a fucking rape joke in it. <laughs> I, I called. I called my mom and was like, the Grumpy Kid movie has a rape joke. But like, <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. I, I couldn't believe it, but I, I'm gonna lay it out for all you people watching, just so you don't have to. Just because so, I know you're like, oh, I'm curious about the rape joke. Maybe I'll go watch the movie. No, don't do that. I'll just tell you the rape joke. So her mom comes, and she's just been saved from the robbers, and the police are there somehow, even though nobody called the cops. Also, yeah, she, she called her mom before she called the cops. Bad move. Yeah, bad, bad move, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, so her mom comes and is like, oh, my God, I don't even remember the girl's name. It was like Karen or something fucked up. Like, this is so I don't stupid. Know. I don't care. But the mom comes up and is like, oh, my God, are you okay? And she's going, yeah, Mom. And she's like, did those men do anything to you? And she goes, no, Mom. And then the cat goes, that's a different kind of Lifetime movie. Oh, Jesus. You know that uh, th this is exactly how I imagine this, okay? In fucking, fucking households across America watching this shitty garbage film with their kids, right? You know, five, six, whatever. And parents are just sitting there, and they're fucking just hating their life. <laughs> probably, probably reading a book, playing on the iPad or whatever. Yeah. They hear that line. The second they hear that line, they put down everything they're doing, and they go, oh, fuck. Like, and then the kids are turning around like, what does that mean, Mom? And then the parents have to explain rape. Thank you very much, Lifetime. You made parents explain rape to their kids. Why, why even have that in there? Like... <laughs> yeah. It... Weird, it's weird so it's so uncharacteristic of the rest of the film. Like, why even have it in there? Like, I, I don't, dude. I don't fucking know. It made no sense. It was so out of character. Mm. So yeah, that was probably the part of the movie that I was most appalled at. Told told a lot of people about that. Some really questionable content right there in that family film. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, then, I didn't expect it to be good. It's fucking Grumpy Cat's Christmas. <laughs> but I, I gotta tell you, one thing I did not expect from a Grumpy Cat movie was a rape joke. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's the last thing I'd expect. <laughs> Delivered from the cat, too, which makes it even weirder, in my opinion. And it actually makes it even weirder knowing that Aubrey Plaza improvised her lines. Did she do that rape joke? Did, was that her invention? Do you think that's an original Plaza joke? <laughs> But the, but the point is, is that, like, you know that, like, when they're watching over that, and even, you know, they can let her improvise or whatever, but if they're watching over that and they're like, well, Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey, we, we just, we watched the soundtrack that you made. We got, we got a problem. We, like, we have one issue with, with something you said. The, the guy's in the booth just hating his life because he's recording Lifetime movies. <laughs> he's, like, he's on, his, he's on Snapchat, like, sending dick pics or whatever. And, like... He's not even listening, really. He doesn't care what she, he doesn't care what she's doing. She's improvising shit. She slips in a rape joke, and this motherfucker's like, "Whoa, what's <laughs> yeah, going on in there? What's going on in the booth?" I was half paying attention. I will admit freely, I was half paying attention to this movie, but like, 
as soon as that happened, like, I was like a cat. My fucking ears propped up, and I was like, oh, hold on, what? I, I'm not even shitting you. I rewound twice. I rewound because I was like, I couldn't have heard that right. I couldn't have, I did. And I was like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's a rape joke. Christ, Jackie. Good cruise chef. And then, of course, you know, her mom's like, what do you want for Christmas? And she's like, I want to adopt Grumpy Cat. And then she does, and then nobody gives a shit. And then there's like eight seconds of credits. It's, it's, uh, I can't believe this got green, green lit, you know? <laughs> yeah. I can't, like, this almost felt like maybe it was like Kickstarter funded or something. Like, like if that was the case, fuck all, fuck all you Kickstarters. Fuck everybody who backed this project. Whoever's in charge of this, I, I, I mean... You know that the director, after seeing that movie, was like, it's, that's it, I'm done. Let's see, uh, let's see what else the director made. Yeah, he's he's out of the, he's got to be out of the game now, right? Like, that's got to be a deal-breaker. Absolutely. Mm like, I almost vomited so many times. He wrote the uh, SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Well, you know, not, not a bad film. Not a bad he directed film. Uh, Garfield's Tale of Two Kitties. Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. He uh, directed Alvin and the Chipmunks. Lots of lots of cat work. He directed Hop, the bunny movie. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. And uh, he directed Muppets from Space. Oh, he directed Max Keeble's Big Move. Oh shit, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, no wonder this movie sucks so much. A lot of... Oh no. Oh no. Do you think if we it's... went back and watched Max Keeble's Big Move, they slipped in a rape joke that we didn't notice? Oh, you know what? We might have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he signed on for the remake of Short Circuit. I thought that was... I thought that was the fucking guy who did Elysium and District 9. Maybe not. Thought, oh, no. Uh, 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 oh, no, it's an actual official Short Circuit remake. Rest in okay. peace, Johnny Five. <laughs> Rest in peace, Johnny Five. There, there's one movie coming out next year. I don't remember what it's called, but it's like eerily similar to Short Circuit. Almost the exact same. Even goes to the hood. Short Circuit 2 goes to the hood was the best. Yeah, Johnny yeah, <laughs> 5. I like Short Circuit 2. Yeah, it has more of the uh, more of the Indian guy. Yeah. And he goes to the Ooh, hood. Johnny 5. Johnny 5 becomes a gangster and stuff. It's the bomb. Yeah. But overall, Grumpy Cat Christmas, if you were going to watch it, don't. It will ruin your holiday. Um, yeah, like well, it, it 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 does what it does deliver what it says it's gonna do. It says this is Grumpy Cat's worst Christmas movie, and throughout the movie they remind you this movie's awful. Stop watching it. They at some point they say stop watching this movie. Yeah, I powered maybe, through. Maybe a couple of times actually. Yeah. <laughs> I I I had to power through. I I did almost turn it off at points. I did almost turn it off. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, fuck yeah. Luckily, I was pretty I was pretty tipsy, so I was I was crushing through it. You know. <laughs> I had some dirty. I had some dirty shine, dirty moonshine. Oh, that's, that's I was loving it. I was loving it. Disgusting, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. So let's. Uh, I think we can move on from there now. Later on in the show, we're gonna talk about the movie Tusk, which is uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, and if you don't know who Kevin Smith is, legendary director has done a lot of really great movies. And today we're gonna do our top five Kevin Smith films. Why don't you start us off, Colby? What's your number five Kevin Smith film? Uh, my number five is a little movie called Dogma. Matt Damon. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. That's pretty much the only reason I got it on here is because Matt Damon's in it. 
Dogma, what what I really like about Dogma is that it's got a fucking awesome cast. Yeah, it does. It really does. Spectacular cast. Fucking Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Alan Rickman's in there. Um, oh, yeah, fucking, Rickman is in there. Fuck yeah. Uh, Chris Chris Rock dumps a couple of knowledge. Of course, you have Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith himself as Jane Silent Bob. Of course, of course. And uh, classic, classic characters. And then for some reason, Alanis Morissette plays God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> And no Kevin bias. Smith has a weird obsession with Canada, and I like it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll, we'll touch more on that more on that later. But uh, yeah, this Dogma. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. My number five. Like my number five is a little movie starring Jason Lee, and Jason Lee is for sure not best actor in the world. Like, yeah, I think we can all agree he's not very good. Uh, yeah. But this movie, I, I really like this movie. It's called Mallrats. Yeah, Mallrats. Mallrats is Mallrats is fucking good. We have Jason Lee, uh, Stan Stanley as well. Oh yeah. Stanley's in this film, and Jason Lee just talks about uh, Fantastic Four's dicks, <laughs> which is a really good bit. Um, yeah, nobody else really notable. I guess Ben Affleck's in this movie actually too. Yeah, oh, and fucking good. fucking Michael Rooker. You know what? Strike this from my list. I hate that asshole. Oh, yeah, fuck Michael. <laughs> fuck Michael Rooker. Right, right, Rooker. Forty-five dollars. Have we ever autograph. have we ever told that story on here? We must have. I, uh, we must. I think we did when we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. But we'll just oh, for for anybody who didn't hear that episode, we'll just we'll spout it out real quick. We met Michael Rooker at a Comic Con, and I was like, "Oh man, what's up?" And he was like, "Hey man, thanks for liking me." I was like, "Oh, I liked you in Mallrats." And he's like, "Oh cool. Most people know me from Walking Dead, but whatever." Like he's kind of a dick about it. And yeah, I, I like, like I like that you pulled that out though, because that's that's like obscure. Yeah, absolutely. And he, I was like, oh, can I get your autograph? And he was like, 45 bucks you can. And I was like, oh, nope, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that, but I for sure said, no, thank you. But, nope. but, on, your, but on your way back to where I was, you, you said audibly, fuck Michael Rooker, I'm not paying $45. <laughs> I felt like it was loud enough that he could have heard me. We weren't very far away. We were at the next table. So. <laughs> I hope he did hear me. I hope he did. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, just, shit, you, just, heard... you just came up with this big thing. <laughs> He's like, yo, fuck Michael Rooker. <laughs> I forgot I did that. I totally did, though. You like you okay. like tossed a you like toss the middle finger his way too. <laughs> I did do that. Oh yeah, seriously though, fuck Michael Rooker. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what's your what's your number four? Uh, my number four is uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, classic film, classic yeah. film. Barely, barely missed my list. Yeah, it's you know it's probably not their best work, but it's so it's, goofy. It's so funny, like. I enjoyed it enough to put it on the list. They had a, a really good joke about uh, Matt Damon making Goodwill Hunting 2, hunting season. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a really good bit that I like. Also, didn't Ben Affleck play like four characters or something in this movie? Yeah, I, remember, I do I recall him being in it a lot. Yeah, and this was this this one also had Will Ferrell in it, which was weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, I yeah, like that movie. It's fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a gooder. It's a gooder. I gotta, I gotta rewatch it. I haven't seen it since I was like high school, but... It's a it's a gooder. My number four is a is a movie we already talked about. We don't need to get much into it. It's Dogma. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Good some good Alan Rickman stuff in there, of course. Selma Hayek. Uh, Ethan Suplee plays a shit monster. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is uh you know uh, very very reflective of Jason uh, Ethan Suplee's talent. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> 
What's your number three? My number three. Um, this is kind of once he started getting weird, but this is Red State. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's good, though. I like Red State a lot. It's like, it's not like anything else he's done. Well, I mean, it's sort of similar to Dusk, but, on a, <laughs> but different. It's just like it's different than what he did before, so. Yeah, it's, it's not the, the usual Kevin Smith stuff that he likes to vomit out. I did see this one also on like a like a pre-screening thing, and they had like a little video of Kevin Smith introducing it, and like it was only in like I think like three, it was in like three theaters in Canada. So like he he did like his little he was wearing his fucking Oilers jersey and like loving Canada in the intro video. <laughs> oh yeah, he does he does love him some Canada. Yeah, he does love him some Canada. So my number my number what are we at three? Yep. My number three is a uh, is a little movie that. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people like it. A lot of people hate it. It's a little Seth Rogen joint called Zack and Mary Make a Porno. Yeah. Uh, this movie gets pretty, pretty grotesque at times. Oh hell yeah! Uh, including it's... a scene where Jason Mewes gets his face shat on. Oh yeah, this is my number two, also. Uh yeah, but the, I really, I fucking, I love me some Zack and Mary. It's, it is just a really, just a really quality movie. Yeah, it's good. There's, a, I, I think, doesn't this one also take place in Canada? Cause I know there's a hockey team. <laughs> it might. I don't know. Yeah, he does. He does love him some Canada, but uh, I'm not 100% on that one. But uh, your number, your number two is Zach and Mary as well. So yeah. I'll move on to my number, my number two. Now uh, I couldn't really pick one, so I'm just going to cumulative uh, the Clerks franchise, Clerks one and Clerks two. Of course, yeah. Clerks, Clerks is his flagship film, classic film. The reason, the reason I wouldn't put this at number one though is that those two main actors, they for sure can't fucking act. Like they're so bad. Brian O'Halloran might be like he delivers everything like this. Like, <laughs> like yeah. oh my, like I can't believe you fucking did that. Like, fuck Brian O'Halloran, so bad. He also did a movie that Kevin Smith was actually in. Shit, I don't remember what it was about, but it, or what it was called, but it had a killer clown in it, and it was fucking garbage. Like right. Brian Brian O'Halloran is a killer clown. I don't remember what that vulgar. That's what it was called. Vulgar. It was a garbage film. I think Brian O'Halloran directed it himself or read it, wrote it or something. It's garbage film. Yeah. Garbage film. All right, so what's your – now we've done your number – we did your number two. What's your What's your number one? Uh, my number one is uh, Clerks. Clerks 2. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, as a, as a full series, right? They they kind of run together. I think I like the second one more, but I don't know. There's, there's a lot of good stuff in the first one. The, the first one is like a flagship, so it meant more, but the second one is definitely funnier. Yeah. Like the first one was trying to say too much. Like it was the first one felt like it was trying to be too smart, and I mean it got him places because it was pretty smart. But then the second one, the second one actually felt like a comedy film. Yeah. You know? Like the fucking uh, fucking Buffalo Bill J. Muse. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny. Like I, I still have nightmares about that shit. Um, one of my favorite parts about that movie is when they fucking just randomly start dancing to Michael Jackson's. Uh, or the Jackson 5. It's just full of wacky shit. Alright, so my number one, my number one film, this is another one of those love it or hate it movies. My number one Kevin Smith film is called Chasing Amy. Uh, a little joint starring Ben Affleck and Jason Lee. Uh, and that girl who was in Big Daddy, whose name I always forget. But, uh, <clears throat> uh, Joey Lawrence or something like that. But uh, this movie is really fucking good. Basically, it's about a guy who falls in love with a lesbian. Comedy ensues, but also some some serious sadness. I also spotted a camera and a window reflection in this movie, which is kind of neat. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. I haven't seen it in a long time though, so it's, it definitely is. It definitely is his finest work. It's 
Like, it's real fucking good. Cool. The one he did immediately after that was called Jersey Girl. And so bad. Skip the fuck out of that movie. I'm pretty sure I've seen... I think I've seen all of his stuff, so... I've seen most of it. I just haven't seen Red State. Red State. I need to... And I haven't I seen any of the, the animated Jane Silent Bob movies. Uh, they're not very good. Yeah, I've heard that. Also, Cop Out. Remember Cop Out? <laughs> 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 Fucking Cop Out, Kevin. Like, why? <laughs> Original movie was a couple of dicks, but they were like, not can't can't be in this movie. That's inappropriate. Couple that was the whole dicks. joke. He made them for the two main characters both named Richard, and that was like the, the whole bit. Um, and then they, they ruined it, but whatever. Whatever, fuck that movie. Bruce Willis, you can do better. I mean, you haven't in a while, but you can. <laughs> All right, so now that we've, we've pounded through our top five, let's get, to, uh, let's get to something I'm pretty excited about. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, 007 James Bond. Yep. This week, we've been watching through all the James Bond movies. Not only am I excited about the movie we're talking about this week, but I'm also excited to talk a little bit about what we're going to watch next week. Um, this movie is called Octopussy. We've been working through all of them, if you've been listening. And we just watched Octopussy. God, that this is a good movie. <laughs> Fucking A. This, this is, in my, in my humble opinion, this is the best James Bond movie we've watched yet. Sure. It's, it's definitely my favorite Roger Morrow. Absolutely. It's for sure the best Roger Moore, and that's coming from a guy who fucking jizzes over Moonraker. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. You're a big I go, Moonraker fan. I go ape wild for, for Moonraker. This movie had pretty much... It, it was kind of low on the Fox scale, but we talked about this on the last episode, you know. If the movie's good enough, I, I can excuse the Fox scale being low. He only fucked two people. He fucked, he fucked a magician, which was kind of neat. And, <laughs> Uh-huh. They, and then he fucked Octopussy herself like a few times. Well, that's legendary, like right there, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. So much good content in this film. What I really like about this movie is that this is this movie had like fucking lots of action, like every kind of action you could want from a James Bond movie. The climax lasts like forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like. It's a long erect. climax. You're fully erect for a long time in this one, that's for sure. Absolutely. Like, you fucking... He fucks Octopussy. Now, one, uh, we'll talk We'll talk a little bit. We got Robert Brown as M for the first time ever. He's no Bernard Lee, but, you know, he'll do. And, uh, of course, we have Desmond Llewellyn. Desmond Llewellyn is in this movie a lot, actually. Yeah, as yeah. He's, he's, as he's, like, he's good, man. He's, he's very prominently in this film. Um, one of my favorite parts is when James Bond is on the... Here we're gonna give something away here. James Bond goes to an all bitches like all bitches island. <laughs> that's, that's women the only. to the octopus. Yeah, and he's like the only man that's allowed there because he fucks with octopusy. Mm-hmm. But um, this movie is so ridiculous. There's so like there's so many good bits. Now we're a lot of it about takes him. place in India, which is I don't I don't recall too much India work in the series so far. So. Yeah, yeah, there's not been a whole lot. But as soon as they were in them, as soon as they showed the Afghan market, or the Indian market, I was like, oh, there's going to be there's gonna be some awesome market chase scenes and later that's, on. That's one of the best chase scenes I've ever seen, man. Yeah, like, they, they fucking delivered. You get a wheelie on the fucking, the, yeah, those little carts. Yeah, the little, little taxi carts. Yeah. I, I, like the, I like the Indian guy that was like the, the other agent, the Indian agent guy. 
Oh, yeah, uh, what was it? DJ, what's his name? BJ or something like that. Something J. There was a J in there. Yeah. But, yeah, he was he was really good. Um, this movie had a lot of really cool gadgets. Not all of them were made by Q, either. Yeah, of yeah, course, this, was a, this was a heavy gadget one. Yeah, of course, we had, uh, we had one of my, probably... This had two of my favorite gadgets ever. One was made by Q, and that was the fucking... Crocodile submarine. The submarine that looks oh, like a crocodile. <laughs> the crocodile submarine was legendary. But my favorite gadget wasn't even made by Q. My favorite gadget was the fucking uh, fucking saw blade yo-yo. Yeah, the saw blade yo-yo. That's <laughs> if yeah. you're gonna be a henchman, you gotta have something weird, right? <laughs> yeah. And the saw blade yo-yo, that's up there. Yeah, and then uh, he also had the the pen that shot sulfuric acid, which was good too. Mm. Just some quality stuff. Some real quality shit in this movie. Uh, and then, of course, so basically, James Bond finds out about uh, 009 was murdered. Uh, trying to, you know, fucking recover, what was it, like an egg. It was like a, a, a diamond. egg. Yeah, Fabergé egg. Uh, and it, what was it? It had, like, information in it or something like that? or. Yeah, yeah, or, it was, it, um, I don't know. It had, like... I feel like it had nuclear codes in it or something. Like that's kind of yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't really get the whole egg thing, but that's kind of how like... that's kind of how every movie goes. Every James Bond movie, at least Cold War ones, they're all kind of like kind of like they all end up was going they all kind of end up with a Russian bad guy. Like this one, they end up in Russia, and yeah, and then like there's a Fabergé egg that has <laughs> nuclear fucking plans in it or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool though. It's pretty cool. The egg itself looks neat, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a cool little thing to be chasing after. Cause like, in the last one, they just had like a control panel that they were trying to get. I don't. You yeah. don't remember anything about that movie, but they. they oh yeah, yeah, the, I do. I remember the control panel. Yeah. And like, that's not that cool. Like, it's just a control panel, but like an egg. That's alright. Fabergé egg. Yeah. And there was a lot of really good egg bits. Um, <laughs> oh man. I know we're going back to this for a sec, but like I actually want to talk about something that I totally forgot about the last one we did for your eyes only. Oh, yeah. uh, did Blofeld fucking die in that movie? I don't recall. Did fucking James Bond kill him with a helicopter? Maybe. There's like, there's some helicopter work at the end. <laughs> no, like at the very beginning. Fucking oh, no, num number one of Spectre, Blofeld, and fucking James Bond had like a fight in a helicopter or something. I don't remember. I don't fucking remember dick all about that movie. But anyway, back to Back to Octopussy. Uh, had it one of the best openings ever where he fucking he fucking hijacks a plane and then they shoot a missile at him and then he fucking goes through the barn just as they're closing the doors and then the missile blows up the barn and then he fucking pulls up into a gas station in his plane and he's like, fill her up, please. Oh, yeah, that was, that was real good. Real, real good bit. And then we had a really excellent opening sequence. Like, a really good one. And the song was good. Like, the song was real fucking good. Yeah, One of the better cool. ones. Uh, I think it was called All Time High. All Time High. It was up there. It was... It was. I definitely enjoyed it more so than yeah. the last few, so... Yeah, me too. It was definitely, it was definitely a gooder. Um, yeah, and then, and then once we get to that climax, right, after he gets off the island of... The island of Fair Ladies, um, it's pretty much just like... He's following the circus, right? Because there's going to be a bomb that's going to go off on a U.S. airbase at this circus to try and frame the United States, uh, Russia, Mother Russia. Yeah, that's correct. A against Mother Russia, and then we got some good train stuff where he's running 
walking up atop the train and fighting people, and there were sword fights, and there were sighs and ninja stars, and he fucking fucks people up on the train, and then he gets there, and he dresses up like a clown to try and escape the cops. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, and he gets in the gorilla suit, remember that? Oh, yeah, he gets in the gorilla suit, yeah, and they cut off the gorilla suit's head, but he's already fucking gone, right? He's climbing on top of the train to go and fuck up some more motherfuckers. And then... And and then like I you're like okay. I didn't find the bad guy to be that memorable though. Memorable. Yeah, I, what was his name? Like Ganon or no, not that. That's Kamal Khan. Kamal Khan, yeah. Khan. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, as soon as that's done, as soon as he's defused the bomb, you're like, oh, oh, good climax. I mean, that was like a 20 minute climax, but it's got to be over now, right? No. no. <laughs> they go to that fucking castle in India. They infiltrate it with all of Octopussy's like female gang. They're like the oh, sheep yeah. ones. And then they, they're just fucking killing people, shooting people left and right. But then he gets away with the... Uh, Khan gets away with Octopussy. And then James Bond chases him on horse. On fucking horseback. <laughs> yep, yep. And then he, like... He, the bad guy takes off in a plane and James Bond jumps onto the plane. Like, I'm like an infant describing his favorite part of a movie. Fucking grabs onto the plane and it's like fucking holding onto the plane. He's like swerving and doing flips and shit and James Bond doesn't give a shit. That was good, but that wasn't even my favorite part. My favorite part is when he invaded the castle in a hot air balloon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they he fucking... <laughs> and the hot air balloon had the uh, fucking British flag on it. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Q was driving it. Yeah. And then they, I think he made a little joke about how Q is full of hot air. Yeah, yeah. Q's like joke. It, Q's like it runs on hot air, and then he's like, you should be good at it then. <laughs> zing, 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 zing. Yeah. Lots of good moments in this movie. Some good some good fuck scenes, too. Like, when th- there weren't many, but, like, when he started kissing Octopussy, like, he wasn't, he wasn't holding back. He was going full-fledged. Also, oh, man, just so much is rushing back. In the opening <laughs> sequence, in the opening sequence, there was for sure some silhouette nipple. Yeah, yeah, that's not uncommon, though. That's not uncommon. We saw some areola, too. Like, <laughs> lots, of, lots of nip. Lots of breast stuff. But, this, is, um, this, is, this, is, this is a good one. This is definitely a good one. Yeah, definitely. The best one we've watched so far. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then he's fucking holding on to the plane, and he throws down the henchman. He throws the henchman out of the fucking plane, which was awesome. And then he, him and Octopussy jump out of the plane just as the bad guy is about to fucking hit a mountain and it explodes and it's fucking amazing. Like, it's, like it's so memorable. Like, it's it's the exact opposite of For Your Eyes Only. I will, never, I will never watch For Your Eyes Only again. Yeah, me neither, me neither. I'll probably watch Octopussy again this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, before 2015. That's how much I like this movie. Yeah, it's, it's good. Now, I want to... So yeah, you like it just as much as I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is my. This has been my favorite so far. Yeah. Now next week, you're gonna have to tune in for our James Bond because we're gonna talk about something a little special. We're taking a break from the from the uh, from the official series and we're gonna talk about Never Say Never Again. A little James Bond joint that um, what's his fuck Sean Connery did had a spite. And uh, I, I read up on this actually a little bit. Apparently, they thought it was going to be, like, some big battle to see who would make more money, and they were, like, certain that Never Say Never Again was going to make more money because they got the press of having Sean Connery returning his bond, and it fucking didn't because Octopussy was so much better. It made, like, over $20 million more than Never Say Never Again. Mm, yeah. So Octopussy was, was for sure the winner, and I, and I bet that's why Sean Connery after that was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll let this Roger Moore fella 
I'll let him do what he does. Roger Moore fucks like crazy, and he's in he's in a lot of these movies too. Yeah, too, true. I think he had he must have had the most out of anybody. Yeah, I think he did. I think I it's think like, like seven or eight. Yeah, he's got like seven or eight. He's got like t- how many does Timothy Dalton have? Like one, two, two. George Lazenby has has a has a solid one, and it's a garbage mm-hmm. film. Um, Brosnan's got like five. There's Bro- yeah, I, I one memorable five movies. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not even five. It might I'm, not be even, I'm not very excited to watch those because they're like, they're like a, a worse version. This is what they felt like every time I watched them. They just felt like a worse version of uh, Mission Impossible. All of them. Yeah, they're not very good. Other than GoldenEye because GoldenEye has Hagrid in it. Yeah, GoldenEye's alright. Go, GoldenEye's alright in my books. But, um, yeah. Got a wizard, so make, sure, make, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to talk about Never Say Never Again. But the episode isn't over. We still got one movie to talk about. Oh, buddy. Uh, why, don't, why don't you introduce it? I want to. Uh, this next movie is uh, Kevin Smith's new joint. This is Tusk. Can I can I tell you a little fun fact about Tusk? Like, just yeah. something that I found really interesting about Tusk? Sure. Yeah. 100% fuck no. Oh, no. 100%, 100% fuck no. This, yeah. might be the, this might be the worst movie we've ever watched on this show. No, fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> This is 100% yes. fuck yes to me. I like we've never disagreed this heavily on a movie, but this I would put this in the top 5 worst fucking movies I've ever seen. I almost put this on my Kevin Smith list. It's so bad though. Like, okay, tell me what you like about it and I will tell you what I hate about it. You go first. What is not to like about it? Michael Parks for one. Michael Parks was incredible in this. I'll give you that. He was good. Um the concept alone is amazing to me. <laughs> Uh, oh, fucking concept. no, no, it's fucking amazing. Um, Johnny Depp, you don't even know it's him. It's All great. right, I will give you, I will give you this, I will give you this. This great. is one of the few things that I have good to have to say about this movie. Johnny Depp was fucking awesome. Like he was, he was fucking awesome in this. Movie. I, I don't know why, I don't know why Haley Joel Osment, that creature, is in this. How does that creature get work? How did he get so fat? Yeah, and his eyes they just get his eyes just get smaller as his head gets bigger. <laughs> All right, so you've you've brought some solid points to the table. So here's 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 my beef. Okay, number one. Okay, this movie didn't know what genre it was trying to be. It's it, like Kevin Smith was trying to write a thriller horror movie, but it, like he kept trying to put in these little comedic little quips that weren't. It didn't really make sense with the tone of the film, specifically. No, I, it's I, I, I get it though. Like specific- it's, it's it's a movie about a guy that turns another guy into a walrus. Like <laughs> there's gonna be jokes in it. It's it's a horror comedy basically. Specifically, one of the one of the bad ones is that I I understand Kevin Smith really likes Canada, right? Because this movie takes place in Canada. For sure, didn't do any research about actual Canadians. Like there was like. He took all the easy jokes for Canadians, like all the easiest jokes, like oh they say hey, hilarious, oh he oh Guy Lapont he likes poutine, ah uh-huh. you know all all the real easy Canadian jokes, like oh don't tell a Canadian you don't like hockey, hilarious. I don't uh, know. Oh yeah, a guy from American Meal Time, I love that. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he was doing in this movie, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll let that I'll let that I'll let that go I'll let that go. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, he was all right. He was all right. The thing is, is that this movie, for the first ten minutes, seems sort of, it seems like a comedy. Like an interesting, sort of weird comedy. And then and then he gets 
to that guy's house, right? Uh, Michael Parks' character. Michael Parks was great. He really was. But that scene where he first meets Michael Parks, he goes on for like fucking ever. Oh, like, you're gonna hate. You're gonna hate Red State then. He's got he a goes, twenty minute monologue in it. Yeah, but I feel like in that movie he might actually have something to say. But he he could have just fucking opened with the walrus story for the love of fuck. Like just open with the walrus story. I don't care about your other stuff. I don't care that you're in World War II. I, like, that doesn't add anything to your character for me. You're an insane man. I don't care if you're in World War II. You're fucking... You're a serial killer. Don't give a shit about your background. <laughs> like, don't give me 20 minutes of giving me this guy's background that may or may not be true because of the insanity of the character. It seems fucked. I don't know. And then, like, I'm going to admit this, okay? I may have a weak nerd stomach... But I, when they first showed him after he fucking did that surgery on Justin Long, I paused the movie and I rolfed. <laughs> I, I, I will, I, am free, oh my God. I, I will freely admit that it was so disgusting, I barfed. And only two movies have ever made me do that. This and The Human Centipede 2. Have only ever, those are only films that ever make me barf. Mm-hmm. This was Gross. Like when they first showed him as a walrus, <laughs> it was it was shocking. It was grotesque. It wasn't. Oh, that's why it's so good, in my opinion. It wasn't grotesque in like an interesting way, though. It was just gross. <laughs> ah, fucking yuck. Number two, and I number two, and I know they're probably not going for scientific accuracy. But I'm pretty sure that that wouldn't work. Pretty positive you couldn't do that. No, no, you can't. I don't think you can do it. But as soon as you get through that bit, I didn't. I don't. I didn't care for the uh, the relationship with like his girlfriend and. Yeah, it, and that that's another thing. Why am I supposed to give a shit about any of these characters? The four main characters are all fucking awful people. Yeah. Justin Long's character is a jizz bag who doesn't take anything seriously and is cheating which, on his girlfriend. Yeah, his which girlfriend's is why I okay that he's got turned into a walrus. Like. <laughs> yeah. His girlfriend, who is supposed... I, I guess they would... They kind of introduce her as the main protagonist of the film, sort of. Uh, she's fucking around with Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment's fucking around with his best friend's girlfriend. And then the fourth main character, you know, kills people and turns them into walruses. Yeah. The only likable character... Was Guy Lapont? Yeah, Guy Lapont fucking rules. The scenes with Guy Lapont, yeah, I liked them. I really did. I thought I thought Guy Lapont was excellent. Um, you know, I, I I didn't much care for some of his humor. His Canadian, like, oh, I like poutine humor. I love, oh, we go on down to the hockey player ring, but whatever. Fuck that shit, man. I don't care about that. But he was funny and he was good. He was good. Now, the second one, Yoga Housers, is apparently going to be a bit more action-adventure, less horror movie, and is going to be surrounded around Guy Lepont. Sort of. Yeah. I can I can fuck with that. I can fuck with Guy Lepont. Guy Lepont, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to more Guy Lepont. This movie... This movie was trash, man. It's great. And the reason it's great is because Kevin Smith has stopped doing what people tell him to do, and he just does whatever the fuck he wants. He wrote this wasted on a podcast one time, and you can tell. You can tell he wrote this <laughs> wasted. Like, <laughs> Well, at the beginning, they fucking said, based on a true story, go fuck yourself. No, it's not. 
Liar. I, I did like that uh, the, the the characters were doing this for a podcast. Yeah. That, okay, that was good. As a podcaster, I can appreciate that they were doing it for the podcast. Dude, they you got you, for you, the you pod. You do understand it pod. doing it for the pod more than most people, Shelly. Yeah, that's true. Good. It, it's good pod. It is good pod. I'll give it that. Fuck. God damn. Fuck this movie. Like. I hate like I just I can't believe you liked it. I hated it so much. Oh, dude, it's great. <laughs> I, I hate I, I just hundred percent fuck no. Like I would never watch I delete like I watched this movie and I deleted it from my hard drive. This, I feel the same I okay, you know how you feel about Wolf Cop? That's how I feel about this movie. It's the same kind of thing. Like it's so ridiculous that I just love it. I guess. All right. I see what you're saying. Maybe. Maybe this. And also, the like the walrus didn't make me throw up. Like I, I thought it was fucking <laughs> ridiculous and hilarious. Like I just thought it was so fucking funny. Like so his, funny. just his face and then like big fucking. I just imagine them putting the fucking makeup on it. Like that might have been. That might have made it a little bit easier. But I don't know. There were there were several times, maybe two or three times, I had to pause this movie, and I I considered turning it off several times as well. Uh. I did not consider turning it off once after the Guy Lapont introduction, though. Sure, yeah. As, as soon well, as Michael, he came in, I, like I love Michael Park so much that, so, like, I don't know, he's so good. Like, he's he was so good, fucking in this, good. Specifically, like, I don't know what I really liked about Michael Park's uh, performance in this movie, because I will, I will say he was. Everything will be amazing. all right, Mister Tusk. He was. He was really like. The difference between the character that he plays most of the, for throughout most of the film and the character when he's speaking, like you know, he's trying to lie to that cop. Mm-hmm. I I I looked it up to see if that was a different guy. Yeah, like, yeah, he's that he, good. He is really that good. He's he is good. But fuck, this movie is. He's, shit. he's also he's amazing in Red State too. So I might check that out just to see his performance because yeah, it's it's the best part of it. I would like to see. I would like to see Red State. Not surprisingly, it's also the best part of this movie. Michael Parks is a fucking winner. Dude. Yeah, he's good, that, he's good friends with Kevin Smith. So. Yeah, and that's and that's good. You know, maybe we'll see him in something acceptable in the future. But if I were to recommend anything to anybody, it would be not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm surprised uh, you didn't like it actually. Like just thinking about it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like. I hate <laughs> I really, I really hate this movie. I don't think I've ever hated a movie on this podcast more. And we watched TMNT. Like this, I, I liked Grumpy Cat's Christmas better than this. Not me, not me. This is you this know, is top I, ten. This is top ten of the shit we've done on this on this show. I don't get it. And then, fucking everything will be all right, Mister Tusk. That 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 sticks with you. That's fucking. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. It sticks with you. Well, the thing is, is like right after this, I started watching another movie. I was like, okay, you know, we're at Christmas time. I'm gonna watch Die Hard. So I was watching Die Hard, and then I got tired, and I was like, all right, time to go to bed. So I I got into bed, and like it irked me. The movie irked me, and I couldn't sleep for like an hour. That's why I think it's good because it sticks with you for sure. It yeah, I will say yeah, it sticks with you because it's horrifying, and I guess that's what they're trying to get with a horror movie. But it's not horrifying in the way a horror movie should be. It was just horrifying how absurd it was. I don't know if that's a bad thing though. Like, maybe not. I, I sh- you know what? 
I looked this up on, on the internet before I watched it, and I looked at genre, and it said thriller horror, and I watched it as a thriller horror. Maybe if I watched it as a comedy, I would have liked it more, but I didn't watch it like that. I watched it as I thought it was intended to be watched. I don't know, man. Um, Fuck. Fuck this movie. Also, Justin Long, can we stop pretending that he's, like, half-decent at acting? Like, he's terrible. Yeah, Justin Long is awful, but... <laughs> I mean, th- thankfully, they put him in that walrus suit real quick, so he didn't have to act very much. Yeah. But, uh, also, also, can we just say, this is, like, one of the worst endings I've seen to a film, too. My <laughs> God. Fuck. Like, why would they show the scene where Johnny Depp busts in and, you know, aims the shotgun at the walrus? He fucking, like, I would have hated this movie less if he had killed the walrus. I don't think I ever th- thought that that, that that sentence would be coming out of my mouth. I would have liked this movie better if Johnny Depp had killed the walrus. Mr. Tuskegee. Mr. Tuskegee. Tuskegee. I would have liked this. I, I didn't, I, yeah, I agree with you on the endings. Uh, it's weird. There's no way they would keep it alive in like a in like a zoo. Especially yeah, especially because it is a human being. They wouldn't keep it in a zoo. They would have they would have kept it like they would have fucking tried to save him somehow. I feel theoretically, I, I think they probably would have killed it. <laughs> they yeah, maybe. certainly wouldn't have put it in a zoo <laughs> where it's just like fucking gross skin. It's just a pile of gross skin. Yeah, it's feel. Just... For some reason, it didn't heal for the year. As soon as they were, like, one year later, I was like, okay, good. Now we're going to see what these people are up to these days. Uh, let's see how they're coping with the death of their friend. Oh, oh my God, he's alive. <laughs> I fucking loved it. 100% also, fuck yes. Also, she was talking about how she wasn't in love with him anymore, but as soon as, like, and, like she's like, I don't love him. As soon as he's made into a walrus, she's like, I love you. Fuck you. You only love him under circumstances, you bitch. I hate. I hated all the characters. I hated this movie. Garbage. I vomited. <laughs> well, that pretty much wraps it up then. That's that's all I have to say. I vomited. I hate this movie. It's bad. Colby likes it. I don't know what you can take from this. I mean, you can either. You really have to take somebody's side and decide whether or not you want to watch this movie. I mean, I, maybe I, I would say maybe watch it just to see it. But, oh yeah, I think everyone needs to see this movie, and then you make your own goddamn decision, all right? <laughs> yeah, don't fucking listen to us. We don't, we don't, we barely know what we're talking about most of the time. I know that I like this movie, and I know that Mr. Tusk is gonna be fucking stuck in my brain for a long fucking time. That's for sure. I'll, I'll admit that yeah, it'll be on my brain, but not in a positive way. <laughs> Is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. So take if you take anything out of this episode, just fa- don't watch don't watch the Grumpy Cat movie. It's got a rape joke in it. For sure, watch Octopussy. Do what you want with Tusk. I don't know. <laughs> Make your own choice. I don't give a shit. Mr. Tusk. <laughs> I fucking loved it. <laughs> brutal. Fucking brutal. <laughs>